0: You can change the quality, of the classification of a property, with uh, you know renovation, but uh, it's much harder to change the classification of a neighborhood. Like-
1: Hello, and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexhammer. With me, as always, we've got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing
0: fantastic. How are you doing, Todd?
1: I am doing excellent, man. Doing excellent. Um, just, uh, it, I closed on two assets, uh, actually three assets over the last like week and a half, two weeks. So I'm excited about that. I got rid of an asset that's been kind of a, a problem. I, I I purchased it. I had one partner on it. I bought that partner out, and um, it's just been a problem property. Made some money on the sale, so I'm happy to get rid of that. Uh, went full cycle on two syndications, so that was that was really great. Uh, did excellent on them in the end. They both got their own story So. We'll probably do story time. Uh actually, I'll probably tell the story of all three of those assets um and, and the whole process here, maybe in the next couple couple weeks. Um, but they, yeah, they've all got kind of their fun stories, we want full cycle, so that's always good. You always get the investor call and somebody says, Have you gone full cycle? I've gotten full cycle on a lot of properties, but not a lot of syndications. And so the, these are actually the first two full-blown syndications that I've gone full cycle on where I did large syndications. Um, I've done some smaller stuff that I've gone full cycle on, but nothing like this. So it was kind of, kind of fun and exciting to go full cycle, see the results, positive results on it. And I'm hoping this week I'll have at least one, if not two properties under contract. So we'll see. We'll see.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, as you know, we were just under, uh, or, and a uh, best and final for a 254 unit place down in Atlanta, but we had to step away from that because it wasn't quite what we wanted, but that was the first property that I've been in, um, an LOI on for a hundred unit plus property. So, I mean, it's getting more and more real for me. If I have done it once, I can do it more and more. So, uh, things yep. finally have some decent uh, deal flow from brokers. And so it's a numbers game for me right now.
1: Yeah. The deal flow seems like it's picking up throughout, um, I suppose this probably depends on where you're at, but where the markets I'm in, the deal flow has been picking up quite a bit. And, you know, it's... it's still a hot market. So you got to be choosy. You can't just mm-hmm. buy anything that's coming. Uh, it's going to be difficult still to buy properties, but you got to look at them. If you're going to buy, you've got to be looking. If you're going to buy, you got to be writing LOIs. You've got to be taking action. If you're not taking action, you're not going to get a deal. You can't. Yeah, you know, I think it's funny when you hear people, I can't get a deal. Well, how many LOIs have you written? Well, I haven't written any. How many deals have you looked at? Well, I've only looked at a few. Well, okay. Well, there's your problem.
0: Yep, exactly. Got to go through the numbers. Yep. So Matt, what are we
1: what are we going to be talking about today?
0: Well, we're going to continue the uh, multifamily uh, series here. And today we're going to be talking about the different classifications of uh, buildings as well as neighborhoods. So A versus B versus C and D. And uh, so I'll just jump right into there. You know, it depends on what your uh, investment strategy is as to what quality of building that you want to buy and what shape. And the, just real quick, the... The difference between the different classes A is your brand new uh, properties, you know, it's like, uh, you know, a maximum of 10 years old, things are in great shape, things aren't breaking down. uh, And you have uh, high end tenants that are paying top uh, rents and then B is anywhere from like 10 to 25 maybe 30 years old uh, properties that uh, you know it's not brand new, uh, but it's it's still in decent shape, Uh, maybe needs an upgrade and such. And class C is going to be older than that older than 30 years you know, in poor shape, you're, you got some uh, middle-class blue collar uh, tenants um, and uh, anything that's uh, also 30 or more years, but it's in really bad shape. We consider that to be more of a D uh, level uh, property. Yep.
1: Yeah. And and of course that can vary, right? So you could have an A-class property, quite frankly, that's a hundred years old. It's not necessarily an A-class building uh, unless it's really been completely overhauled, but it, you can get it to where the finishes are in A-class condition. Um, you redo all the mechanical systems, all, all the windows, the roof, envelope, the whole, the whole envelope of the building um, and, and, you know, the interiors and that could still be an kind of an A-class. Um, so it, it, you mentioned the age and you're hundred percent right, but it can also depend on the level and the time of the last rem- remodels, right? So I can take a C class property and turn it into maybe not an technically an A, but I can turn it into, to be in more like that B plus A minus uh, type property. And, and maybe it's even 50 years old, 40 years old.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And for our listeners, if you're going to be doing anything with commercial properties, you really need to get to know these different classification levels. Because when you're going to be talking with brokers, it, you know if you don't know these, they're going to know that you don't know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. And so we also sometimes call those um, core properties would be an A class. Core is a property that means, needs nothing. It's turnkey. It's ready to go. It was built three years ago. Core plus is going to be that ten to maybe fifteen, maybe maybe twenty-year-old building that needs a little bit of work. needs some needs some new flooring. Uh, maybe it needs a, some countertops. Maybe it needs some paint. Just some minor stuff. Uh, then you've got your value add property. Those are your be in your typical BC class properties where you're going to do, you know, flooring cabinets, countertops, light fixtures, uh, plumbing fixtures, uh, paint, that kind of stuff. You're going to maybe stick like eight grand into it per unit. And then you've got your reposition, or um your full renovation and and those are the ones where we really are sticking major bucks into we're sticking you know 15 20 30,000 per unit into it and we're really doing a major reposition right we're taking it from a C to a, a c minus maybe to a B plus or something like that so you might hear it called different things um you know, ABC or a core, core plus value add reposition. So and like you
0: just mentioned, you can also have pluses or minuses uh, added yeah. to the letters, you know, so it, you have different gradients within each letter.
1: Yep. Yep. Just think about uh, in school, you weren't quite smart enough to get a, get a B, you got a B minus. So
0: mm. um, you can also have neighborhoods that have uh, the same sort of level classifications as well. And that's based on what the predominating uh, you know type of properties that are in that area. So if you've got a lot of A properties in an area in a neighborhood, then that's going to be an, an A neighborhood.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you got all the shops and the cool trendy restaurants. You got a lot of retail in there. It's it's that hip neighborhood. Everybody everybody wants to be in and and uh, so you could have a C class property in an A neighborhood. In fact, we just purchased a probably. C minus, maybe even D plus property in an A neighborhood, and now can we take and bring it to an A class property? No, not really. It's kind of got some things in there that doesn't make it A class, right? It's it's got uh, eight foot ceilings. You know, A class would have nine foot ceilings. It um, it doesn't have kind of the exact layout you would be looking for in an A class, so that's going to make it not quite a class. Um, it, it doesn't have some, a few of the modern amenities, no underground parking. Um, you know, it's, it's got a pool, it's got some other cool amenities, but it, it's missing some of the pizzazz that an A-class building has. So what can we do since it's an A-class area? Well, we can give it A-class type finishes. We can add A-class type amenities and we'll settle with calling it a B-plus, A-minus type building. mm
0: mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. You can change the quality of the classification of a property with, uh, you know, renovation, but, uh, it's much harder to change the classification of a neighborhood. Like you'd have to you know buy the whole neighborhood and renovate the whole thing to do that. Um, uh, but you, what you can control is the property itself.
1: Hey, real quick. I just want to let you know about the multifamily challenge that we got going on. It's a five day multifamily challenge on how to get an offer and, uh, Quickly, right? So we're going to teach you in five days, five one-hour sessions. We're going to go through the steps and the process to get there. So go to mfichallenge.com, mfichallenge.com. You can sign up. It's free. If you want the VIP, there's a bunch of things that we'll give away too. You got to, you got, you do have to pay for that. But hey, it's going to be well worth it. Again, you can get in for free. We're going to teach you how to get that offer across the table, get the LOI in uh all the steps. So Ellis Hammond and I, Alice was episode 316. Check, check out his episode. And we're gonna be doing this next week. So sign up now at MFIChallenge.com, MFI Challenge.com and get in there. We're uh we're doing it next week and it's gonna be awesome. So hope to see you there. So what I want to get into man, what I want to dig into and so if you've listened to this you're like, okay, I get it. Right. What I want to dig into is why is this stuff actually important and why you as a buyer? So we've talked some of why it's important, but why is you as a buyer really might not want to be focusing on certain types of properties or you should think again when you're thinking about oh, you know, that C class property has got great cash flow, or that I really like that A class, you know, property that core property. So what I hear a lot of people I'm talking to a lot of coaching clients and they're they're like, well, I can't be buying and this goes to by the way markets too and they're like, I can't be buying a five cap. doesn't make sense. And I go, well, wait a second now, why doesn't a five cap make sense? Well I can't get my cash flow. okay you can't get amazing cash flow on that. I get it. you're right. you just you just can't. But what you've got is a ton of value.
0: Yeah. And the the higher the quality of a property, the lower the cap rate that there's going to be because there's lower risk at the same time.
1: Right. And so 100% right there, things look good on paper sometimes, right? We can underwrite, we can make it look really good on paper. But when it actually comes to performing, can you perform on that property? Can you actually get the collections? I think that's the biggest thing when I look at C-class properties and my experience with C-class properties, I just sold two C-class properties. Uh, And I look at, we were able to get our rents, but were we able, we were able to get our rent amounts, but we're, we were not able to really get the collections that we wanted to. And, that can really drastically change your NOI. So on paper, it looks really good, right? On paper, it's like, wow, we're going to be able to blow this thing out of the water. But when push comes to shove, if you can't get your get your rents, well, then the cash flow doesn't look any better than that A class property, or maybe it even looks worse, right? So we've got to think about reality. One of the, you know, the here's here's the other thing. And this is this is big, and and so if if I'm buying a property that sells at it's an A class, it sells at a five cap, right? And so let's say I buy this thing five cap, I run it, uh, and I do some sort of value add, and I can raise rents, right? And and I can raise rents. Um, you know, let's just say I can raise rents and, and change my, my NOI, which is my net operating income, by $10,000. Okay. So if I can change my NOI by, by only $10,000, okay, that's not very much. Okay. That's a, a that's, a, that's a very, a hundred unit building. That's just a small little rent up, right? But if I can change that, by 10 grand, I just created $200,000 worth of value. Okay. Let's say I can change it by, let's say i got a hundred unit building. Okay. And I can raise rents by just a hundred bucks a month. That's $10,000 a month, which is what? $120,000 a year. Now at a five cap, I would take $120,000 because that's how much I raise my income by, and I divide it by 5%, and I come up with $2.4 million worth of value. So I just created $2.4 million on that five cap because it's an A-class property. Now let's take that C-class property. I'm going to use uh, probably a more drastic number than the change would be, but let's just take that C-class property and say it's an eight cap. Okay. And I do the same thing as 100 units. Okay. And I, same thing, I've got a hundred dollar rent bump a month. Okay. So we get the exact same amount, right? $120,000 per year. Okay. If I just take that and divide it by 8%, that's $1.5 million worth of value. That's $900,000 less that I made by doing the exact same amount of work by raising rents by a hundred bucks. Now, let me qualify this even more. If I've got an A-class building, my rents are, let's call it $2,000 per month, okay? If I take and raise my rents from $2,000 a month to $2,100 per month, what did I raise my rents by? How, how big of a percentage did I raise my rents by? Half of- uh,
0: 5%.
1: Yeah, five, sorry, 5%, right? Now, if I've got that C-class property and I've raised my rents from $1,000 to $1,100, what did I raise my rents by? How much?
0: 10%.
1: 10%. I, I raised it by double the amount. How do I expect my C-class tenants to actually pay 10% more when my A-class tenants are only going to pay 5% more, right? It's probably not going to happen. My, in fact, my C-class cr- class property and tenants, they're only going to probably pay you know, maybe 3%, maybe 2% more because they can't afford that bigger jump. So the gap has been getting bigger between A and, and C, not smaller. So, you know, but even if you can raise it 50 bucks a month at 5%, you know, now you're only raising your income by 60,000 and we divide that by 8% Now we're at 750 versus 2.4 million and that's 1.65 million dollars worth of value we have quite for the different class quite the difference so look your cash flow might not be as good okay might not be as good but the power of raising our income compared to our cap rate is a noticeable difference so just remember that as you're looking at it when i look at what the history has told us. Now, some people argue with me on this and that's okay. I'm okay if if you don't agree. But if you look at the history of the last several recessions, the areas that were well-located, the areas that were that A and B class areas withstood the recession, right? When I look locally at my market, I look at The specific areas and cities that are more A class, B plus, they had a lot less pain during the last recession. The house values went down way less. I look at where I live currently, we lost very little value in housing in my, in the neighborhood I live in now. Now I didn't live there during the last recession, but I paid attention to the market and a lot of markets around and where I live just didn't lose that much value. And so lesson to be learned. And when I look at what lost the most amount of value, it was your C-class and D-class neighborhoods. You were picking stuff up for 10, 20, $30,000 for a house. All right. And they used to sell for 200,000. So lost massive value where your A-class neighborhood was going at, you know, 500,000, 600,000 or maybe more, but it went from 500 down to 425, 450, you know, lost value, but not that much.
0: Yeah, the blue collar workers who are living in the C and D quality places, they're just impacted more during a recession, and they don't have the wiggle room like the wealthier people do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so something really to think about as we're choosing classes of properties is how are things being affected? Now, I'm not trying to slam C class properties, because I've purchased a lot of B and C class properties, and I've done really well on them. You just have to be aware of of the differences in what you're actually getting out of those properties and decide what's right for you. The management is definitely more challenging, but if you execute properly on a on a C and a B class, you definitely have opportunity to do really well. Here's where the difference, I think, in A versus B versus C and versus maybe D. You have a, not, a lot more opportunity in B and especially C class to find a true value add, to find something that's distressed, to find something that really, really truly needs some special attention, right? And so you have the best opportunity to find a discounted property where an A class, like I said, even during the recession, didn't go down that much. You just don't have as much opportunity to find a distressed asset. In that in that market,
0: yep. And like you were saying, I mean, you can make money in any of the classes. It just all depends on what your investment strategy is as to which class you want to do. You know, and, and my wife uh, told me that I'm not allowed to become a, a slumlord; otherwise, she'll murder me. So, like D-class Ouch. properties are are not an option for me right now.
1: That's awfully violent, man. <laughs> right. Well, could you could you just leave you instead of murder you? <laughs> I mean, man. I, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I agree. You don't want to become a slumlord, but, but that's how you lose money. You know, that that's the C class property is in, in even some B class property. And that's how, that's how you lose money is the, you, you know, you become a slumlord. Now, I think a lot of people become slumlords. There's, there's several reasons. One is because they just don't care maybe they're even bad human beings. <laughs> um, but but another is because they're not financed properly. They don't have the equity. They didn't raise enough money. They didn't think about the issues that could come up. And then when a couple things happen poorly, they, they can't do repairs. They can't take care of their tenants because they don't have money to. It's because they weren't capitalized very well. I, that happens a lot uh, in these properties. And it's because- they had rose colored glasses in the first place that thought things were going to look really good. Uh, they were going to be able to boost the rents right away. And all of a sudden they couldn't.
0: Yeah. I'm in the same boat as you of the value add, because, you know, if you're you're creating better living conditions for people, they're going to be thankful. They're going to want that. And they're going to be willing yeah. to pay a little bit more. And if you can decrease expenses at the same time, then you're creating a lot of value for yourself as well in the property.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, cool, Matt. Um, that's that's all I got in the a, a, B, C, um, and D class properties. Uh, you got to decide what's right for you. There's different management strategies for all of them. There's different value-add strategies for all of them. And uh, you got to decide what's right for you. And if you're working with investors, what's right for investors. But just a little um, food for thought, I think, for people, you're really looking at these. You saw the math. You saw how quickly uh, we can add value doing different things uh, to these properties and what it looks like. So run your numbers. Sounds good. Cool, man. Well, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. You too.